Hello people, this is Mike Williamson. In this episode, I'd like to talk about marriage vows. What are marriage vows? What is the purpose of making marriage vows? It's very important for premarital couples to understand marriage vows and, and the significance of marriage vows. And also, I'm, I want to add that these episodes on premarital preparation are not just for couples that are thinking about getting married, but couples that are already married can really get some good information out of these. So if you're married, don't discount this. You might pick up and glean some stuff from here that perhaps you didn't know when you were engaged and preparing for marriage, or perhaps you still don't know, or perhaps you kind of know now, and, and, and whatever is said in some of these episodes might strike a chord with you. And uh, so don't discount them. We have uh, pastors and churches across the country that are using our premarital workbook for counseling married couples in their married couples ministries, because there's a lot in there that applies both to pre-married couples and to married couples. I mean, it's all about marriage, which, by the way, the name of our workbook is Building Your Marriage Upon the Rock, and you can find it at our website, premaritalworkbook.com. And again, as I said, our workbook is used by pastors for married couples and for their marriage ministries, as well as for their premarital ministries. So it's a great work, it's a great resource for uh, engaged couples and also for married couples. Okay, enough about that. Let's talk about wedding vows, marriage vows. What are they? What is a vow? A century or so ago, it was not uncommon for people to make agreements and transactions, business transactions or whatever, just simply based on their word and a handshake. There was no contracts, no lawyers. They just gave each other their word and they fulfilled their word. And if either one of the party suffered loss because of the deal, they still honored their commitment and still kept the bargain because it was commonly known and accepted that a man's word is his bond. And it was also an accepted idea that a man was only as good as his word. And so today I say, if your word doesn't mean anything, then you don't mean anything. And conversely, I could say that a person's word is only as good as the person. Because in this day and age, people agree to do things and then back out of them with... uh, with no qualms. So, in addressing the the uh, topic and the subject of marriage vows, I'd like to say right up front that first of all, when you're giving your word at a wedding ceremony, at your wedding ceremony, what you're doing is you are vowing, you are making a vow. And first and foremost, you're not making that vow to your spouse, to your fiance, even though you're looking at each other stargazed into each other's eyes and promising to do all this stuff. What's really going on, as far as Christianity goes, if you're both Christians, you are actually, what you're really doing is you are making a vow, first and foremost, to God, not to each other. You are making a vow to God because marriage is God's business. It's not your business. Primarily, marriage is not about you. Marriage primarily is about God and his kingdom, and marriage is God's deal. So first of all, know this, 
that when you say your vows, you are first of all vowing to God, and secondly, you are vowing to each other. That's the first thing to know. Next is to know that since you are vowing to God and that marriage is God's business, marriage is God's deal, he invented it, it's his thing, you have to do marriage God's way, for God's purposes and not your own purposes. Now, most of us don't even think about this. When we get married, it's all about us. It's all about how good she makes me feel, how good he makes me feel, what we can do for each other. We're going to we're going to grow a family. We're going to uh have uh, this amount of money. We're going to live here. We're going to get a house. We're going to have a beautiful life. Uh all of that kind of stuff is basically at the forefront of our thought processes when we, you know, fall in love, get engaged, and proceed into this whole business of preparing for marriage. It's all about us. It's all about me and her. It's all about me and him. But that's not marriage. That's not marriage. Marriage is, first of all, about God, about honoring God, about living for God. And marriage is God's business. It's his business. Just as if you walked into a store or walked into anybody's business, the owner of that company, that's his or her business. That's their business, not yours. And how you treat their property is how you treat them. How you treat their business is how you treat them. And since marriage is, first of all, God's business, how you treat marriage is how you're treating God. Now, I don't know if that is emphasized in premarital counseling. I know we did when we were doing it. But I don't know if that's the case with most marriage preparation courses. You've got to understand from the get-go, and you've got to really accept and realize that marriage is, first of all, it's not about you. It's not about the couple. It's about God. And it's about building and entering into an institution that is that has far-ranging consequences, not only for both of you as a couple, but for your children, should you have them, for your extended families, your, your both sides, your the parents, relatives, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, cousins, whatever, everybody, society, your marriage, when it comes down to it, you know, this sounds crazy, but I hope you can accept it. When it comes down to it, your marriage is everybody's business. It's your parents' business. It's your siblings' business. It's your friends' business. It's Certainly, it's the government's business, and it's society's business. How you do marriage affects not just you, but it affects the whole society, and ultimately, it affects the kingdom of God. Marriage is serious business, and it's not to be entered into lightly. Now, how can a couple, a young couple, still basically wet behind the ears, so to speak, perhaps. How can a a 25-year-old couple, without much life experience, how can they make such vows? How can they promise to do this marriage thing for life? Could be the next 50 years if they both live that long. How do you make a vow? How do you promise to do something when you don't know what's down the road? When you don't know what's ahead? When you don't know what your vow and your commitment, you don't know what doors that's going to open up. They might be great and wonderful doors. Might be a fun, prosperous, beneficial, blessed life. But you don't know. 
You know, I, I don't know if it's the Boy Scouts, but I've heard this model before, and I've used it for marriage, in my marriage and for premarital counseling. And that motto is this, hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Do you understand that? Hope for the best. You have all the hopes in the world of having a wonderful life. That's good. That's, that's right. That's the joy. But you also want to have the other side of it, which is prepare for the worst. I mean, that, that pertains to any facet of life. I was just thinking maybe you're, you're an airplane pilot. Maybe you're a commercial airline pilot, and you've got 200 people on board. You know, you prepare for the worst. You have been trained to prepare for every emergency you can think of. And uh, when they go to school and they get their training, they are put through rigorous, rigorous testing about emergency situations. What happens if an engine fails? What happens if there's a fire? What happens if you lose your, your instruments? What happens if you run into bad weather? All kinds of things. What happens if your landing gear won't come down? They have to study and prepare and practice for every emergency uh, situation. But now when they get into that airplane and they're a pilot and are about ready to push off from the gate and taxi and get airborne, they're hoping for the best. <laughs> they're hoping their engines don't quit. They're hoping they're going to have a smooth, wonderful flight, good weather. They don't enter into that with some negative, pessimistic viewpoint. Oh, this airplane's probably going to fall out of the sky on us. You know, they enter into that with, with good expectations, and rightly so, because they've prepared for it. The company that built the aircraft has prepared for it. The ground maintenance crews that take care of the airplanes have done their best to prepare for it. So all in all, you know, as far as airlines concerned, I think it's a miracle that there's not more uh, airline crashes than there are. It's an incredible safety record. So, but that's preparation. They prepare for the worst, and they're ready. That's what I call preparing for marriage. You hope for the best, but you prepare for the worst. And premarital counseling isn't just about all the fluff and all the fun and all the romance. It's a bit about getting down to the nuts and bolts of life. And you want to be happy and joyful and expect have great expectations for your marriage. But you also want to know what to do. When the landing gear won't come down, when an engine fails, when there's bad weather, when there's storms, and that's what preparing for marriage is all about. Life can throw you some curves, and you don't know what those curves will be. So essentially what you're doing, essentially what I did as a 30-year-old saying my, my wedding vows, what was I doing? Essentially, I was handing life, handing God a blank check, signing a check, signing my name at the bottom of a blank check and saying, here, whatever comes my way, I promise to do this. You fill in the amount, God. Now, could you fathom uh, signing your name to a check and handing it to a stranger, saying, here, fill in the amount? How do you know if you've got that much money in the bank to cover whatever that person's going to write in? How do you know when you are making your wedding vows that you have enough money in the bank, so to speak, to keep those vows in the face of life's circumstances, well, you probably don't actually know whether you do or not until you accept and cross over that 
line that's in your psyche and in your mind and in your heart. That's the, the blank check line where you really recognize and acknowledge and accept really with all gravity that no matter what, for better or for worse, for richer or poor, health or sickness, I'm in this and I won't quit. I'll stay married no matter what. That's the marriage vows. And if you're a couple that's thinking about writing your own marriage vows, I strongly exhort you to ditch them and to go look at the traditional marriage vows and begin to look at it that way. Now, this all seems somber and grave and, oh, my, what a bummer, man. Well, look at it. Life, you know, we hope for the best. I hope the best for your marriage, of course. But, you know, sometimes the honeymoon doesn't last that long. You know, especially if you start having kids right away. Boy, that's the end of your honeymoon when you start having kids. I mean, the fun's just beginning. <laughs> so, and in other episodes, I've talked about the dying to self nature of uh, of marriage. And, of course, that is true. And and what you're doing when you make a marriage vow is you're essentially saying, I'm I'm dying to self. It's not about me anymore. It's It's about God, first of all, and then it's about my spouse. It's not about me anymore. I'm dying to self. Now, that's what we say. That's what we sign up for. Sometimes it takes a lifetime to work those things out in our lives. We, <laughs> when we sign that blank check, we, God knows and everybody knows that we're kind of doing this on credit. <laughs> in other words, we, we learn as we go. We gain experience. And I think the Bible says experience gains hope and hope, assurance and all that. So when we start hitting some of those speed bumps, on the road of marriage, then that's when all this uh, vow making and premarital counseling and all this stuff, that's when that stuff kicks in. So anyhow, people, God's blessings upon you and hope your marriage, of course, is a lifelong, wonderful, God-honoring, prosperous marriage with wonderful kids that grow up to be strong, mature adults, all that kind of stuff. So as your wedding day gets closer and closer, be good boy scouts, be good girl scouts, and prepare. If you liked this uh, episode, if it's been meaningful to you, beneficial, helped you, would you help me by clicking the like button and sharing this with your social media contacts, friends, whatever, and also subscribing uh, to receive notices of future podcasts. Thanks again. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be upon you as you enter into this marriage covenant, God-ordained, God-instituted, and do it God's way. And then no matter what comes your way, you'll be the better for it.